the way here, my computer fell out of my hands. The good news is I was able to grab this plate. I had, seriously, the, the, I didn't realize what I was holding. The two things just came out, so I grabbed the plate, my computer fell down and broke. So that's the good news. I got the plate. Baruch Hashem, unharmed. Um, so that's why we're a couple of minutes late. It's we don't, we're not supposed to finish the daf today. Today's shear is being sponsored by Yossi Klein from Superior Plumbing in Muncie. Thank you for all you do for Klai Yisrael. He actually just sent an email the other day, maybe I'll read it later, uh, that he wants to host the CM in Muncie, represent Muncie. So we're going to be discussing that. We have to come up with a plan and we'll divvy it up. We have a very appropriate email, just one email just for today, because today's Shiv Asr Betamuz. Received this email a couple days ago from Lave. You probably remember him. He's in the process of Geros in South Africa. Dear Rabbi, I felt your tears this morning. The whole pandemic has been very, a very big learning curve for me in terms of Yiddishkeit. The day I can go back to Shul, I will treat the Shul with more reverence and awe and be more appreciative and grateful. Sorry. Better? I must confess, of two of my sins, I'm a very foolish person. I could never... Lev is he's on YouTube every day. I mean, on Zoom, you could see him. He's there. He's, he's a great guy. Listen to what he says. He can never relate to Tishabov. I never understand the morning of the Beis Hamikdash and can never relate to it. Why I say I'm a foolish person? Because I've never wanted Mashiach to come because it's not in my interest. I still want... He's saying a very good taina. I still want to complete my conversion, learn Torah, find the Shidduch, stand under a chuppah and get married, and raise children in the ways of Hashem, and have grandchildren, great-grandchildren, who will follow Hashem, and I myself would like to become a Talmud Chacham. I know if Mashiach comes, this can never happen. May Hashem forgive me for this. I can never mourn the Beis HaMikdash because I never understood the concept of it and its rev- relevance. But now Hashem has taught me this through lockdown. Shuls have been closed and there are no minyanim anymore. Life was a paradise in Olam Habba before lockdown. Every day we went to shul before work and after work we came back to shul and stayed late for learning and at night we would learn the daf. Now that everything has stopped, I'm heartbroken. I can now understand why the rabbis mourn the Beis Hamikdash and why they want Mashiach. If going to shul brings such joy, listen to this, guy from South Africa. If going to shul brings such joy, I can only imagine what having a Beis Hamikdash feels like. Based on this, I no longer care about serving my own self-interest, religious inspirations, and I want Hashem's, I want Hashem's will, and I pray that things should go back to normal and go back to shul, and for one day to see Mashiach and rebuild the base on Megdosh. Leave. Gevaldik email. All right, we have a lot of work, but Beis Hashem by tomorrow will be caught up. Very short daf. So we learned the Mishnah that if you have a kli. That broke. So we have machloikis. What exactly you need to do? Let's see if I have that picture. According to the Tanakama, you don't have to use that kli, the broken piece, for the original use. Even if it has some other use, like you could plug up a, a bottle, it could be a bottle cap, that's also good enough for a kli. And according to Rabbi Huda, it has to be valid, it has to be kli for the same exact reason it started out. So if it's a bowl, you have to be able to put some cereal in it, something. You can't just say, oh, it's a bowl and I'm going to use it for a, a bottle cap. Says the Gemara like this. 
We're all in Megumar. Omer Avidomer Shmuel, Machloikis, Kufchov Dalar Omid Beis, by the Gemara. Today's Daf Kufchov Hey Omid Aleph. It'll be a nace if we turn the page. That's, where we, that's our goal. Omer Avidomer Shmuel, Machloikis, Shinish Berumer of Shabbos. The whole Machloikis is when did this bowl, plate, break? Erev Shabbos. The Marsov, our review, the holds, Me'ein Melachton in, Me'ein Melacha Acheres Loi. It has to retain its same purpose. Otherwise, if it doesn't retain the same, perp- the same melacha, then it's not a kli anymore. It's a broken vessel. It loses its shame kli. It's not true. Chacham say, even if it can't do exactly the same thing as it did before, it's still a kli. A kli is a kli. So this is the havamin of the Gemara. If it broke, on, this is because it broke before Shabbos. But if it broke on Shabbos itself, why? If it broke on Shabbos, since Shabbos came in, and it was a kli, it was part of a kli. So yes, it broke, but I don't lose a shame kli over Shabbos. That's what the Gemara understood. It says that on Yontif, you could use so you have, here, this is a wooden kli, right? I got something wood from home. Baruch Hashem, it's saved, it didn't break, like my computer. I'm allowed to take this, toss it into a fire on Yantif. Ve'ein masikim b'shivri kalim. If this piece broke off, so I cannot use this for fuel, for firewood. Why? Because this is mukta. Everybody agrees that this little piece is mukta. I can't do anything with it. Says the Gemara, let me ask you a question. When did it break? You're telling me that in our Mishnah it broke before Shabbos. So what about here? If it broke on Erev Yantiv, what is the problem? What's wrong with this? This is firewood like any other firewood. It must be that if it broke on Yantiv. Yet it says you cannot use this. Now, in other words, we don't say the concept that, oh, if it broke on Shabbos, it's muchan agavavim. We said before that in our mission it seems like if it broke on Shabbos, this is considered a kli. Why? Because when Shabbos came in, it was one kli, and just because it broke, the, the name kli remains on it. All of a sudden now, on Yantif, the name kli doesn't remain on it. There's no mandomer that holds that according to you. Says the Gemara, you're right. Therefore, I have to switch our Mishnah to make sense of that Mishnah. Where's Machloikis Rabbi Yehuda and Chachamim when the Kli broke on Shabbos? Rabbi Yehuda says, this is not considered a Kli, this broken piece, unless it can function as its original function and function as a plate or as a bowl. The Marso of Ardetanakama holds Muchanu. At the end of the day, when Shabbos came in, this little piece was part of the kli, so this little piece doesn't lose its name kli over Shabbos. Umar sovar noiladu. Says Rabbi Yehuda, there's a new halacha called noilad. Noilad was born today on Shabbos. This little piece was part of a kli. But this little piece broke on Shabbos. It became a new kli. Before, it was part of a plate. Now, it's only good, let's say, to scrape something. So it's, it's a new kli was created today on Shabbos. Oh, anything that's created on Shabbos, says Rabbi Yudah, is noilad, was born, and a born thing is, is mukta. We're going to see Rabbi Shimon argues on him, but Rabbi Yudah holds it's mukta. 
If it's muktza, I cannot use it, and I cannot, on, on Yantav also, I can't throw it into a fire, because it's muktza. Avamer of Shabbos. So the exact reverse of how we started the sugya. In the beginning of the sugya, we said, on Shabbos is no machlaikis. Now we're saying, on Erev Shabbos is no machlaikis. This little piece now became a piece of firewood before Shabbos. And then Melai could touch it on Shabbos. So let's just say this outside real quickly. Very simple. Sugya, we have Rabbi Yudah we just mentioned. Rabbi Yudah holds this little piece is called Noilad. So, according to Rabbi Yudah, this large Kli is not Mukta on Yantif. Why? I could take this and throw it into the fire. I could toss my wooden bowl into a fire. This, on the other hand, according to Rabbi Yudah, is 100% mukta because this is called noilad. Then we have another man, Dohamar. Rabbi Shimon says, this is not mukta, obviously, and this is not mukta. If this is not mukta, certainly the big one is not mukta. Why is this not mukta according to Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold of mukta. He's very lenient in mukta. He holds of mukta, but he doesn't hold of the concept noilad. Noilad is not mukta. So this is not mukta. So I could toss this into the fire on Yantif. Now we have a third cheetah. That even this big kli, you're not allowed to toss it into the fire, Yantav. What could be the reason for that? This is Reb Nechemia. Reb Nechemia, as we had yesterday, the day before, any kli must be used only for its original designation. Now this is designated to eat from, not to toss into a fire. Says Reb Nechemia, I have no permission to lift this up and toss it into the fire because that's muktza right now. You could pick it up and bring it to the table to eat, but you cannot pick it up and put it into a fire because it's not its original shimush. Let's see the Gemara inside. Tani Chada. So we have a three-way contradiction in the Brisa. One Brisa says, Masikim Bekeilim. What are you showing me? Oh, Mazel Tov. Gary got my computer to work again. Brand new. As if nothing happened. Ah, We have Gary. Unbelievable. What a chesed Hashem. Tani Chada. Masikim Bekeilim. Masikim Bekeilim. I could hear you. What? You have something uh, intelligent to say? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. I could hear you. It's my. It's great. You should know that somebody told me yesterday that when we went back to the Beis Medrash, he stopped watching Zoom. Why? Because we don't have Avi. He tells me. That's what he told. Like what? You like those comments in the middle? He goes, yeah, I like, I, I like the... You were talking to Zoom. When you were home, you were talking to Zoom. And we had Avi, we had Noam. You go to be Smerish, you ignore us completely on Zoom. I'm now, so I watch it later on YouTube. That's what he tells me. Okay. So Avi, people love you. Don't take all that criticism. You have to have thick skin. When you're popular like Avi, people are going to go after you. So we have one bride that says, you could use this as firewood. But not the broken pieces. That we said goes according to Rabbi Yudah, that the broken pieces is noilad. Another Bryce says, You could touch broken pieces. That's Rabbi Shimon. Doesn't hold of noilad. There is no muktanah. The third one, You just gave me a look. Like, how could that be? How could this be mukta on Yantif? The answer is, Rabbi Nechemia is the one that holds that if I move any kli, it must be moved only for its original designation, for its original usage, and since you want to throw a perfectly good kli into the garbage, into the fire, 
like a Victor fold, it looks like in the background there's a big fire, that's a Bishamidish on fire. So that is usher to do. Omar Ibn Ahmed, Hani Livni You have these stones, bricks, you're on a construction site, building is finished, leftover material. Shari Tatulinu, you're allowed to move them on Shabbos. Why? The Chazul Mizga Alayu. Because they are royal to sit on. I can make a chair. You're going back in the day, you know what I'm saying? They didn't have these comfortable chairs. A nice stone is perfect, even though it's like this size, so it's a good chair. Sharginu, once you pile them up nicely, Vadiaksinu. Then he's showing, hey, he's taking it to the next building site. This is not a chair anymore. This is a, a proper stone. Also to move. Small piece of earthenware. <clears throat> what can I do with this? Well, in the chotzer, I have many usages for it. I have a lot of bottles that need caps here, like in this picture. So any piece of earthenware, I can use right over here to, to cover a bottle. Great. So, Rav Nachman says in the name of Shmuel, this halacha, I will be Karmelis loy. What are you going to do in a Karmelis? Karmelis is a very large street, like our street, then it's not a Rishus Rav, not a Rishus Yachid, no bottles laying around, no purpose for this, Mukta. In other words, he differentiates between place and place. Rav Nachman today, Omar, sorry, no water today. Rav Nachman today, Omar, Afidu be Karmelis. So if Nachman argues on Shmuel, and he says, hey, I could use this if I'm sitting around in the Carmelis with my buddies on a bench, and there's some not nice spit on the ground, I'll take this piece and cover the spit. So it's nice for us. Rava comes along and says that logically, forget about the usage, logically, if this is a good kli in my backyard, so a kli is a kli is a kli. I don't care if I take this kli. If you take a pen, a pen is a, is a proper kli in the office. Uh, so you take it into Rosh Hashanah, it's not a kli anymore. It says, Rav, it doesn't make sense. Uh, there's some problem. This, as soon as you get up, there's issues. You can move slower, it's not a problem. We'll wait. Yeah. Rav, uh, Says the Gemara, a beautiful story. The Rava have a ko'azel beritko demchoiza. Rava was walking. Rashi says the name of a street. Taisa says it's a marketplace, like Rechov Chazanish. He's walking on Rechov Ritka in Mechoiza, in his city. His shoes got full of mud. That was the thing, you know, they didn't have paved roads. Osashame, listen, this is Rava Galadar. One of the Bacharim jumps grabs a piece of cheres like this, a sharp thing, grabs Rav's shoe, starts scraping off the mud. Nothing's changed, Rabbi Say. It's the same thing today. All of a sudden you have the tzaddikim on the background, Shabbos! Shabbos! This is Rava, the Galadar. He's not saying anything to this Bachar. These tzaddikim are screaming, Shabbos! Mamish, screaming. Omar, he said beautifully, it's not bad enough that you never learned halacha in your life. You're also teaching other people your halacha that you don't know. Unbelievable. So he explains to them. If we were in a backyard, in a courtyard, in a front yard, this little piece is good to cover something. 
So this is a kli. If this is a kli, I don't care. I'm in Rosh Hashanah. Go ahead, use it. It's a kli for me. Omer Rav Yudah, Omer Shmuel. Remember this line. Somehow we have to... What's the line? It's not enough that you don't know anything. You teach other people your shtusim. Scream Shabbos like this. Read this. Just read these words with the translation. See that's not so poshit. Meguvas chavis means a barrel lid. Shenichtesa. Shenichtesa means that it broke into shreds. Says Rashi, that's not the pshat. The pshat is meguvas chavis. The lid is 100% intact. The chavis nichtesa. So let's read it again. Meguvas chavis, a lid of a barrel. Shenichtesa, that the barrel broke into pieces. That's not the regular meaning. Rashi is forced to say this. So the lid, you're allowed to carry it, you're allowed to move it on Shabbos. I would think, since it has no usage, it's a bottle cap that the bottle disappeared, the bottle is broken. So what am I going to do with a bottle cap? Imagine you open up a bottle of wine, one of these, not the fancy bottles, the one that have a, 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 a removable, co- uh, what do you call it? Cap. Screw, uh, screw, screw top, thanks. You remove it, and then all of a sudden the bottle falls on the floor and breaks. Now what are you going to do with this screw top? Nothing. It's garbage. It has zero purpose right now. So I think the same thing. This megufas achavis, this lid, has no purpose now. You're allowed to move it on Shabbos. Again, the barrel broke. You're allowed to move the megufa. You're allowed to carry all the broken pieces of the barrel. Why? Vilayispois says the, says the Braisa, and don't take that piece of broken barrel and, and smooth it out. And you want to make it a nice smooth cover for something. That's called Makibipatish, also. Now I'm going to take this, put this on the, as a shim for my bed. What if I took this, this uh, barrel cover, and threw it into the garbage can? By me throwing it in the garbage can, I just made it into mukta. I, I reduced it from a kli to a non-kli by putting it in the garbage. Putting it in the garbage, I just said, I just stated to the world, I don't want this anymore. If I take my shirt and throw it into the garbage, did I just take my shirt? Because I, I announced to the world that I don't want it anymore, so it became garbage? My garbage is somebody else's shirt. Why is that, why is that a, how did I remove the name of a kli from it by putting in the garbage? Now read this together with me and tell me how you learn pshat. If I threw it out to the garbage asura, threw what out? The, the, the shirt that we're talking about? The cover that we're talking about. Why? Because you're looking in the art school? Why? So, so let me, okay, great. So you looked, you looked in the art school. I, I appreciate that. So if you throw the cover out into the garbage before Shabbos, it's not a kli anymore. And what if I threw a shirt out into the garbage on Erev Shabbos? What's the halacha? So because, you have to be medayik in the art school. Because the art school says that if I throw the cover into the garbage, the cover is not a kli anymore. Mashma from the art scroll, that if I throw a shirt into the garbage on Erev Shabbos, it remains a shirt. Only a cover doesn't remain. In fact, that's what Tyson says, the art scroll got from Tyson so it doesn't work if I throw a shirt into the garbage, even on Thursday, it's still a kli. I can't take a perfectly good hammer and throw it into the garbage can and say, oh, it's not a kli anymore, because I threw it in the garbage. It's a hammer. I don't care where you put it. It's a hammer. 
So if I take a shirt and throw it in the garbage, it's still a shirt. Now, a big enough gemina for us, la halacha, let's say a, a Coke bottle. I'm done with the Coke bottle. So if I throw it out on Friday, so I'm saying it's not a kli anymore. But on Shabbos, I cannot reduce it into a non-kli, so it remains a kli. But here's what's very, very interesting. I found this fascinating. What about a plastic cup? A plastic cup on Shabbos. I drank from it. I'm done with it. It's on the table. My wife is about to take that disposable tablecloth and throw it into the garbage. What halacha does this plastic cup have? Is it a kli or is it done? I'm done with it. It's garbage. Machloikis, Rib Shlom Zaman Oyerbach and Rib Yashiv. Rib Yashiv says, since Bishasat Chak, if I run out of dishes, I don't have anything, I could take that plastic cup and give it a nice rinse. And I know people that do it, they save. In fact, I'll tell you this, Maisa, I, I actually came prepared with this, because when I was reading it, is, I remembered a, a great Maisa. It's a very long Maisa. I'm not going to say it because we're very, very short on time, but it's a great Maisa. There was a guy that actually was able to get to me, a Yerushalmi guy. My father told him to come to me, and he, my father asked me if I could open up the door for him. At, I forgot what time, maybe 8.30 at night or something. And at 2 in the morning, the guy was still in my house, refused to leave. So what happened was that his wife was dying from cancer, and his daughter was getting married in a month or something, whatever, something like that. I remember he had no money, and he's a Rebbe, a very popular Rebbe in Bechemish. So he said, I, I, so then he left. I said, okay, I'll help you out. So he left, and then I realized, wait a minute, it's like 2 in the morning. I said, how are you getting home? He goes, I'll walk. But he lives, you know, miles from my house. So I drove him home. That was a big mistake, because when I got to his house, he said, you have to come into my house. So I came into his house, and I couldn't believe it. He took me into, his into the kid's bedroom, and this wasn't prepared. And this is what I have a picture of. I took a picture. Th this is a picture that I made $50,000 with, because I went the next week to America. I decided, okay, I'm going to help this guy out. I flew to America with Mayor Koenig, and we collected money. In three days, we collected $50,000 for this guy B with this picture. Here's the picture. It's eight children. Well, in the picture, you only see six. Here's a child in a stroller. That's how they sleep. Here's three boys in one bed. One, two, three. This is how a Yushalmi family lives. So I took this picture, and people couldn't believe it, and they gave the money, and it turns out that the wife was nifter right before the wedding, seven days before the wedding, during Shiv, I think, was the wedding. Well, so why am I saying this story? Because it's a very long story. But they asked me to do Shever Brachas for him after I raised the money and everything. So I did Shever Brachas in my house. And I'm done with the Shabbos. We took all the, we bought very nice dishes, uh, you know, chat pami, disposable dishes. Threw it all out. He says, uh, 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 we don't do that. He went to the garbage and took all the garbage out. All the dishes, all the plastic and everything and everything. And he brought it home dirty and he rinsed it out. And he tells me that he has a gemach for these dishes. These are so beautiful, these dishes, even though they're, they use it in his neighborhood. So, says Rebbe Yashiv, going back to this, says Rebbe Yashiv that if it's a chad pami, it's a it's disposable dish, that I could wash it b'shasat chak, like that guy, b'shasat chak. So therefore, it's considered a kli. For some reason, that went off. So, is, does that mean they don't hear me anymore? They do? Okay. But Rabbi Shalom Zaman Arbach says, once you're done using it, it's garbage, garbage, even on Shabbos, Shalom. Okay. Says the Gemara, top of Kuv Chafei. If he threw it 
into the garbage. This thing into the garbage, which reminds me of another story, but we don't have time. I'll say it anyways, just to get Noam upset. Elchanan Feinstone borrowed all my ski clothes. I hope he's watching. He's the guy that almost died from Corona. We've seen Tillin for him. He asked me if he could borrow my ski clothes. I said, yes. All my ski clothes, my goggles, everything, everything, everything. And then he comes back from his ski trip. So I call him up like two days later. I said, Elchanan, can I have my clothes back? I have to go. He goes, I gave it back to you. I said, no, you didn't. He says, yeah, I put it in front of your door. It turns out he put it in a garbage bag in front of my door. So my cleaning lady took the garbage bag and tossed it into the garbage. And there went all my ski clothes. So I was moichelim, fine, I was moichelim. When he was about to die from corona, I said, okay, fine, I'll be moichel you this time. Omar Shmuel, now your computer, look, his computer just died. The funniest thing, he made my computer work, but it's working through my computer? Great. It is working, but just no screen. No screen. These computers, they're both the same computers, by the way. They, they felt. Omar Bar Hamduri, Omar Shmuel, says Bar Hamduri. You have a reed mat, and parts of it fall out, little pieces. We're talking about broken pieces of Caleb. You're allowed to move them on Shabbos. My time, Omar Bar Hamduri, Asberly. Hamduri explained to me, What do you do with the reed mat? Cover something with it. Cover, let's say, there's waste on the floor, so you put dirt on it, you don't want the dirt to fly away, you cover it. So, this, these small pieces also are there to cover waste or whatever. Says the Gemara, Rav says, that if you have a talus, show mitzvah says Rashi, big nafkimino, it's not just a, a, a garment, it's a mitzvah clo- clothing. In other words, I go to show with it. So the leftovers, not allowed to move it on Shabbos. Meaning, it's a very, says We're talking about very small pieces of the talus that are less than three fingers by three fingers. Even a poor person throws it out. However, what Rashi is trying to say here is that since it's a talus shel mitzvah, you don't do things with it. But let's say it's another type of clothing, you would be able to use it less than three by three to, to, to wipe something down or whatever. So now we're going into a sugya of Tanur. So in those days, just to explain what's going on here, in those days they took a cylinder of earthenware, it was open on the top, open on the bottom, and they put it on the ground, and they would put clay all around the bottom, so it was one with the ground. Now you throw some coals into the bottom of the cylinder, the coals are laying on the ground, all the heat is stuck in the cylinder because you already put clay on the bottom of it, and then you put food on the top, or bread on the sides, like, like this picture, you put bread on the side, it's not important what you do. The issue is whether or not the heat is contained in the cylinder. So, if it's on the ground and you put clay, it's contained. There's another way to do it, and that is you, you have a hole in the ground and you put this cylinder in the hole in the ground. Now, many times the hole in the ground is slightly larger than the cylinder. So you have to put in a shim made out of a stone. You put in a shim. This red guy is a shim. But what does that mean? It means that all around the, the top surface, there's room for the heat to, to escape. So it's not really giving you, it's not delivering 
the full amount of heat because it's not a pure, it's not a good seal on top. So says the Gemara, Shivrei Tanur Yashon. Tanur Yashon just means that if you took this piece of earthenware, it's not a real oven until you heat it up for the first time. We know that, right? What happens when you heat it up for the first time? It hardens, it becomes a kli. So Yashon, in this, it doesn't mean it's 25 years old. Yashon means it's past that stage of hardening. It's, in other words, it already had Hesek Rishon. It was already heated up one time. So if you have broken pieces, so, says Remeir, Remeir says these pieces, you could do whatever you want, you could cover bottles with them, it's part of a kli, and the kli remains a kli, even though it broke, so I can use it for bottle caps. No. So the Gemara is going to explain what the Machlaikis is. Rebuda says you cannot move them. They are mukta. Hey, Rebbe Yaakov. Who's Rebbe Yezim and Yaakov? Kavanaki. Mishnasi Kavanaki, all over Shas. Whatever he says is perfect, that's the halacha. So if you have a testimony from him, it's good stuff. Hey, Rebbe Yezim and Shum, Rebbe Yezim and Yaakov, Al Shivri Tanur Yashon, Shini Tolim B'Shabbos, like Rebbe Meir, that you could move them on Shabbos, Val Kisuyov and on a lid, Shini Tzorach Beisiyad, you're able to, to move. The, the pot, the, the, the oven cover, we'll have a picture of it tomorrow without a handle. You don't need a picture for this, but you don't need a handle. I'm able to move it from the side. I don't need a, a handle. I can pull, pick it up without it. But my kamifligi, what's going on here? What's the machlaikis? Perhaps it's a machlaikis, whether, like Rebuda says, it has to be able to perform the same malacha that it performed before. Now, this, this, this tanner is broken. That once it breaks, now it becomes something new. Something new is called Noilad. Noilad is Mukta. And he says, no. All of a sudden we call him Remeir. If you notice, in the beginning of the sugi, he had no name. It was Chachamim. But Chachamim, who argues with Rebbe all the time in Shas? It's Rebbe Yudah Remeir. So when you have a Stam Mishnah, it's Remeir arguing with Rebbe So over here, here's his name. Rebbe Meir Rebbe is the Chachamim, or he is Chachamim, who say that this piece of earthenware, it, since it could do something else, it remains a kli. Maskev Rava, Ihachi, we have to remember this question, because the Gemara is going to go back to this question and answer it. Ihachi, Ademifli Gebeshivri Tanor, Lufli Gebeshivri Keilim Alma. Why is there machlekes about an oven? It's a complicated sugya. Oven, in the ground, not in the ground, we'll see soon. But it's an oven. Just say, any clean in the world, forget oven. Why are you limiting this machlegis to an oven? There's many other kalim called bowls and plates and everything else that's made out of earthenware. There's a machlegis in something completely different. In this sugit, we start explaining it. It's not. If you take this cylinder and you put it on top of a pit, in other words, it's an extension to my cylinder. Here's my cylinder in gray, and it extends lower down for whatever reason. And I wedged a stone between my cylinder and the wall and the dirt. Here's the red stone for demonstration purposes. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, im masik milamato vunisoik milamalo tome. If I put a flame on the bottom, and whatever I put on top becomes, is cooked, 
What if I go away for four days and my bread is still raw? So the flame didn't do anything. Vimlav, tar, this oven doesn't have a name of a kli, and it's tar. It doesn't matter. Any way you use it, if it becomes tomei, so the machlekes starts from this pasuk. That what? It says in the pasuk, tanur v'chiraim yutot. You have to break. I like the, the there's a there's a very nice word in the art scroll, and he, they translate demolish, and that's a beautiful word. Why? Because demolish is not breaking. I translated myself, yutats, to break it, demolish, to completely obliterate it, gone. So if you have an oven and it became Tomei, a sheritz touched it, it, it's earthenware. What do you do with earthenware? Nothing. There's no mikveh, there's nothing. Yutats, demolish it. Tmeim heim, utmeim yulachem. They are, now, this concept, says the Gemara, of demolishing something, is when it's attached to the ground, I could demolish something that's attached to it. What do you do? You demolish a house. I don't know that you demolish a cup, a glass cup. The loss and demolish doesn't work so well. That's why I like the word. You demolish, yutats, fits in very well, says Rebuto, when it's attached to the ground. It's part with the ground. Hey, Mutmeim Lochem. Rebihuda Savar Mechusur Netitza Tomei. So if it's part of the ground, then it's Tomei Tzmechavotum. If it's not, if it's not part of the ground, then it's not a kli. In other words, it has to be mechuber to the ground. Either way, it doesn't have to be mechuber, it's mechavot tumah. Ask the Gemara, what do they do with this very powerful word? Demolish, mashmah that's on the ground. Rabban said the exact opposite. They're saying any kli, any tanor is considered a kli, even if it's attached to the ground. Not only attaching it, even, even if it's attached ground, demolish it. Says the Gemara, the Sulka died the Why? Why would they say this? Why do you need a word for it? The Kiv and the Chavri Maybe it's not an oven at all. It's connected to the ground, so the ground can't become tummy. So it's part and parcel with the ground, part and parcel with the ground. No tuma. Kamash one says the pasuk. It's still an oven, still mekabel tuma. Like it's mashma anyway. The whole machlekes is by when you light it up for the first time, you harden it for the first time. Ava bezik sheni, but once it's hardened and it's a kli, I feel it totally b'tzaver gamel. It's it's just a it's a mashal. In other words, it's suspended in midair. How on the on the neck of a, of a camel, whatever the, you can suspend it on anything. So since it's even if it's suspended in the ear, since it was already, it had a hesek reshine, it was already hardened, it's already kli, then it's mekabal tumah. Omar Ula, the hesek reshine, the rabbanon, afilu taloi bitzavor gamol. So according to rabbanon, no, it's mekabal tumah even. By the first Hesek. You don't need the Hesek Rishon to be Mechubel Karka. Maskevlo, Ravashi, Yehochi, Ademifligi B'Shivritano, Lifligi B'Tano Gufa. So why are we talking about broken, a broken oven? We have a Machloikis in the oven itself. How do you make an oven? Hesek Rishon, do you need a Hesek Rishon? Not a Hesek Rishon. So the whole Machloikis is the oven itself. Not, nothing to do with broken pieces of the oven. 
says Gemara, Hashatar Gufal Rabbi Yudal Yavimana, Shvarim Rebaya. He says that a, a full oven, full fledged oven that's not attached to the ground, you didn't have a good first uh, hardening, then, then it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not an oven. So, certainly broken pieces. So we're going back to the first shot. We are talking about an oven, broken pieces of an oven. Now you ask me then, so why are we talking about bro- broken pieces of an oven? Talk about any broken piece of any kli, any, any earthenware. Why do you pick oven? I'll tell you why we picked oven. There's a special chiddush here. We're talking about he took a broken piece of oven. Here's a broken piece of oven uh, illustrated in brown. And now he's baking bread on a flat surface. Yeah? Here are the coals underneath, flat. So what's the chiddush? Vermeer, the dvar of the Rebbe Yehuda, the Rebbe Yehuda And Vermeer is talking to Rebbe Yehuda. He's not mechul. He's saying, I am Lishitasi, that a, a broken piece of earthenware doesn't have to function as its, own, its original use, it could function as any use. Forget about it. Of course, this is considered a kli. But according to you, that you say that as the function, if a bowl breaks, you have to put a little, you have to be able to put a little cereal in it. Okay, so what about this broken oven? Aren't you going to admit to me, Okay, it's a shtickle it's a sideways, a little crooked, but, but it's performing its original malacha. I'm going to have nice lafa when I'm done. So what's wrong with that? Says the Gemara, Nope, it's not performing the same way. Over there, the flame was inside. Here. Flame inside the oven. And over here, the flame is outside. Another problem is, I'm sorry, the, the bread. The bread, look at the bread. It's inside the oven. Whereas over here, the bread is on top of the oven, right over here. Another problem is, over here, the bread is standing up vertically, and over here, it's laying down, not the same melacha. We said this already. Who holds, who's, who's the one that says you're allowed to carry the, 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 the tops of a kalim, the covers of a kalim, the lids of a kli? Deilam and Beis don't have a handle. Keman, Kibbelezer ben Yaakov, and that's the halach is always like Kibbelezer ben Yaakov, that shivri, that uh, a lid doesn't need a handle. Says the Mishnah, beautiful sugya. Ha'even should be kiruya. So, the way it used to work is you have a pail, you go into, you go into a well. Now, the pail... If you think about it, if you put a pail into a well, it's not going to go into the water. It's going to float on the top. So what they did was they put a little stone. Now, I'm not excited about this picture because over here the stone looks like it's on the bottom of the pail. If you read Rashi, and it makes a lot of sense, it seems like the stone is on the lid, on the top. And what that does is it flips the pail over, and then water goes in, and then eventually it straightens out. The way he depicts it here, not important. It just seems like very difficult for the pail to go in. You'd have to put a huge stone for it to pull the pail all the way down below the surface of the water. You know what I'm ta- talking about? If you put the stone right over here, it would be a lot smarter, and that's what Rashi says. You put on the lid, and then it, it already tips it over, fine. Lama that's not important for now. 
If the stone is stuck in the in the in the in the clay. So now a stone we said is muktzah machmas gufay. It itself is inherently muktzah. So how do I make the stone not muktzah if it doesn't fall out of the dli? So it becomes part of the pail. Then mimalimba I can use it. Vimlav a mimalimba. If it falls out, you cannot use it. Zmoira. What about a twig? Here's a twig that grabs a pail. We just turned to Daf Kuf Chofes, Salman Bey's, sponsored by official firm, official catering. Shikshur Betafiach, Mimalim Baba Shabbos. So now the twig became part of the pail. You could use it on Shabbos. Pekakachaloin. Here, beautiful picture. I have some sort of tris. What is this called in English? A shutter. Very good. A shutter. So now you see how he drew it. If it's hanging by some sort of chain and it's ready to go in, it's all part of the house, great. But if it's sitting on the, on the bottom like this, then it's no good. If it's suspended, that's not considered baina. Why? It's there like any shutter. You, you, you roll down the shades, whatever. This is of the opinion that if it's sitting on the ground, not hanging, that's considered boina. I'm building my house, I'm closing up a wall. Who cares if it's hanging, not hanging? Everybody knows why it's sitting there. It's there to close up the window. Not awesome. Even So we have a similar shayla l'chayra. We have a barrel, and on top of the barrel, a person put a stone. What's the halacha? Now, I can take the barrel... Toss, move it to the side. It's tilted the stone falls off. Better yet, says Raji, what if I'm scared that if the stone falls off, it'll hit another barrel, explode. So I lift the entire barrel up with the stone, move it to the side, then I tilt it, and the stone falls off. Omar Rabbi, Omar Rabbi Omar we must remember this name, says Rabbi in the name of Rabbi Rabbi, and Rabbi say in the name of Rabbi Yechonon, we had this halacha many times before, that this is only in the same, similar, not exact, but that's if the stone was left there by accident. But if you put the stone there on purpose before Shabbos, now the barrel became a base to a stone, and you're not allowed to move the stone. You're not allowed to move the barrel. You can't tilt the barrel. Rav Yosef and Rav Yosef says in the name of Ravasi. So we have a machlokes Rav Ami and Ravasi. What Rav Yochanan said. Yes, this whole halacha is only said when he forgot that matches the first Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Ami's Rabbi Yechanan. He says the exact opposite. This stone becomes a cover to the barrel. I wanted it there. I put it there on purpose. It's so good. It's, it's a real, it's a real uh, cover to a, to a barrel and therefore I can move it on Shabbos. I can just lift it up. I don't have to tilt it. I can just take it off. It's a cover. Om Rabba, Om Isvinin Hashmaito, says Rabba. Rabba is the one that says the first Rabbi Yechanan. Om Rabba, Om Rabba Ami, Om Rabbi Yechanan, that if you forget it, if you put it there on purpose, it becomes a bosses, it's mukta. Says Rabba, I could ask you a question from our Mishnah. On myself. What about a stone that's inside a pail? Now Rabbi Yechanan just said it's not part of, it's, it's mukta. Why is it mukta? I have a stone on top of a chavis. It should be like a stone on top of a pail. 
Uh, if it's in a pail, I said, it's not mukta, I could draw water, so why can't I take the stone and, 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 and toss it or whatever? Says, not a good question. Look at this picture, as he only drew it so beautifully. There's a nice, it's tied down nicely, this, this rope's everywhere. So that becomes part of the pail. But over here, just a stone laying on top of a chavis, it's not part of the chavis. Omar Rabbi Yosef, what about myself? I had a different shot in Rabbi Yechonon. I said that Rabbi Yechonon holds that it's the opposite of a basis. It becomes the cover of the barrel and therefore it's not mukta at all. I can ask a question of myself from our Mishnah. It says, if it's, not, if it's a stone that's going to fall off out of the pail, I cannot draw water. I, it became... Part, we just said that, it, that the stone is not mukta at all. How come the stone in the pail is mukta velohi? It's not a good question. Hasam kivin hatko. In the pail, you didn't. It's not. It's not in there, so it's not roy at all. What's going to happen as soon as you put it into the well? It's going to fall out of your pail into the bottom of the well. Batuli batlo. So you don't care about it. So it's still mukta. However, in our case, I'm using it right now to cover the the. The barrel, and therefore, it's not mukta. Says the Gemara, but my kumiflini. So, what's the machlaik between Rabbi Ami and Rabbi In Rabbi Yechonon, I have to do something physical with the stone. I can't just put a stone on a barrel and say, "Oh, it's part of the barrel." But I, look, if I put it in a in a in a pail and I tie it down, that's a great ma'isa. That's machloik. Is vazel tamayu dechiyaser of dimi omer b'chanino ba'amri lo omer b'zeir omer b'chanino pamachas holach rebi lemokim echad. We had a similar sugya. Once Rebbe came somewhere, and he found a whole pile of stones. On Friday, I wanted to go out there and have in mind that we're going to use these stones as chairs. And he didn't require them to do, to take action, physical action. So this is whether Rebbe made them uh, take action. My Omerlu, what was going on over there? Rabbi Omar, Tzu'u velamdum Omerlu. He said, go, straighten it out. In other words, straighten it out so that tomorrow I shouldn't have to touch these stones so we could sit down without touching them. This shouldn't be mukta. Why? Because I can't, I can't make them into chairs right now just by thinking about it. I need to take action. Take action. Wipe them down. Wiping down, yes, it's very weak in terms of a, a true action, but nevertheless it's an action. And that action is enough to make these a cheer. We're talking about a bunch of beams. No, this was in a, a nice pole. We had this before. There's a, like a beam that, you, that the guys on the, on the boat, the, the, the front of the boat, they stand and they, they want to see how deep the water is. Okay, that's like an expensive device. This goshoish, which has value to it, if Rebbe said, I could use this on Shabbos with just a, a slight hachana, certainly a piece of wood from the lumberyard, no, that's an expensive boat device that you, you don't typically use, and that would be muktzah on Shabbos. The boys have a wonderful day.
Nachman, shtikol tilim, please. Huh? What's his last name? Harry who? Pell? No, Pele. Pele maybe. Pell. I don't know. Yeah. Harry Pell. Shalom aleichem. I'm doing no